Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, The Current View with the Isle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening to the first half free on either Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via Apple or become a Patreon at all the W's dot patreon.com forward slash SRB Media or follow the podcast on Twitter at Current View or on Facebook, The Current View or join our group which is over 2.8 thousand strong now with members largely down to DC. So thank you for your support. It's all greatly appreciated. TC, what have you sourced for us in the magic moment this week and what kind of week have you had, sir? Well, as I posted on my Facebook, I've been doing a bit of decorating down at the bungalow I've just got. Um, and I'm moving Thursday, Friday. Well, got to be out Friday because... Um, got to hand the keys over to, to solicitors on Friday, so I'm moving. I'm moving Thursday. Done a bit of decorating. A bit tired at my age to be doing that type of thing, but I, I still like to plod around doing bits and bats. But, but um, not too bad a week uh, in general. Are you a good decorator, TC? Are you good at DIY? I'm absolutely uh, useless. I'll tell you what it is with me, Gabby. I mean, I struggle at the moment in time because I've, on second of February, I've got to go to hospital to find out how bad my knees are because they are they're getting worse. Yeah. And I think I've got arthritis in there because it, they, they are getting. If I'm going to do a job, whatever it is, whether I'm cleaning, you know, like when I clean this, I clean this house every day, right? And there's only me two little lads and the grown up. I clean it every day, but at weekends I get down on my hands and knees uh, and wash all skirting boards mm. from top to bottom. So I'm going to do a job, and I tell my lads, if you're going to do a job, do it right. Because that way, people will always come back and um, give you another job or recommend you to other people. So what I what I did, I took everything off, off walls, I took different walls, pulled everything back, uh, put tape down, uh, took handles off the door. I'm that type. If I'm going to do something, that's the type of person I am, Gabby. Absolutely, just like so, when you was a football player too. So. I, I, I'm not saying, you know, I'm brilliant because I, I only do it every now and again. Yeah. yeah. But uh, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. Absolutely. So who done it right for you in terms of the magic moments this week, TC? I've got a few, but I want to hear yours first. Well, I don't know why we do this because I, I feel <laughs> guilty every time because you, you just, I just miss, you miss that many people out. Yeah. And I'm going for the, uh, you pronounce it for me. Zinich, is it? Uh, Zinich. 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 Uh, yeah, what a goal. <laughs> what a goal. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but there's that many get over week. And by the way, it's not just the Premier League. Yeah. You can go down into, I mean, you can go down into the conference where you can see great goals and all, can't you? Yeah. You know, but I mean, who's going to stop that goal? I did say while I was watching it, I said to Tom, 
you could have had two goalkeepers there and it would have still gone in the back of the net. If you can hit that ball like he did and put it there, you just have to bow down to, the, to that a, quality. You could have had you? a basketball player there, stood in corner and he still got it between in, in to arc of it all, wouldn't yeah. it? It was unbelievable, you know, an unbelievable goal. Well, not unbelievable ball, but a great goal, a great piece of skill. Absolutely, and 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 nonchalantly walked away like he did when he scored the other goal. I think he's probably got a bit of a, a bee in his bonnet, hasn't choose, he? Choose who you are, choose who you are, and whatever you do, mm. when you score those spectacular goals, you'll either run off and yeah. people can't catch you, or you'll do what he did and Cantona did, right? Yeah. I did, I did, I did one at um, at Hillsborough. I might have done it. At, or just field as well as us, but yeah. about to all four corners at ground. Yeah. After scoring a you know a great goal. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get when you, whoever it is the players will tell you, your mind doesn't know what he's gonna do. When you score a goal, yeah. you just react at that moment. Uh and like you said, he just staunchly just walked off and said, Right, beat that. And I understand why he did it, and I understand uh, you know, when you score that type of goal, you said to yourself, Did I really just do that? Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Apart from the obvious, it must be the greatest feeling that you could ever have, scoring that kind of goal, Um, especially when you're playing at home as well. I know when you're playing away, it's great, but when you're playing at home and a packed stadium, they're largely all on your side. It's your home fans. Yeah, it it, it is. And and that's what it is. It's a reaction. It's the lift for the fans. You know, all your teammates are either jumping on top of you or you're, you're running away and they're all trying to catch you. You know, mm. uh, it is a great feeling. It is a great feeling. Another great feeling, one of my uh, magic moments was Emmy Buendia. And when we're talking <laughs> about celebrations when you scored a goal, and I have <laughs> heard things, you know, uh, on, on news outlets, mainly talk sport and bits and pieces I see on Facebook. When a player scores, you shouldn't run into the opposition uh, supporters oh. and celebrate. And I'm like, have you ever scored a goal? Can we, can we, they, these people, Incredible. these political people, these political correct people yeah. say that. Mm. And I understand why they say it. Yeah. But why can't they say that the, does the fans have to be apt to throwing coins and, you know, wanting to fight or, Cause disruption. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? You know, there's always two sides to a story. Yeah. You know, and you know, all you're doing. When I ran, when I ran, I scored the goal at the at the, um, the uh, Leppings Lane end in that Boxing Day massacre. Yeah. And I went on me uh, on my knees, you know, but uh, regardless what people think, I was doing it thinking. Even though I know that we're there, I was doing it as though I'm saluting to my own fans. Yeah. And that is gospel truth. Yeah. That is gospel. It weren't there to cause it trouble. Mm-hmm. And I would gain penalty with coins. If I'd have known that I would have get penalty with coins, I probably would have done that. Yeah. You know, it's just y- your mind just goes not blank, it goes in- into an excitement mode. And you don't know how you're going to react to what you do. Like I say, I mean, that time I got on my hands and knees, another time I've I bowed. And the other times you'd run off, yeah. you know, celebrated. But the one thing I noticed is, and, and I thought that it was a great delivery by um, Lucas Dina, um, his first assist for Aston Villa. Emi Buandia, he 
gets so high when he jumps for a little lad of five foot seven. He done half get up there, and I thought the header was absolutely you know perfect. You know what that is? Timing is timing. Exactly. People, let me tell you something. The, uh, what was I calling? Ronaldo doesn't yeah. get higher than anybody else at football. Mm. Yeah. He times it. Yeah. And when he times it right, and he gets the spring right, you know, and he looks up there, it looks absolutely incredible. And it is incredible. Yeah. Dennis Law is the same. I'll tell you another one. Kevin Keegan. What is he? Five foot six? He was mighty mouse, wasn't he? He was about five six, wasn't he, Keegan? Yeah. Right. And he was he was leapfrogging giant Jack Chell and them type of Jack were what six three yeah yeah he's all that is is timing I'm, I'm, I'll take that back it's more than all that is it's timing and when you can time that ball and get into that area where nobody can get to there and you and, and you and you can push yourself and leave yourself up to, to to those eyes it's incredible and it's a skill. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely a skill. And it's not as though they're, they're jumping than anybody else. It's called timing. And anything in football, any sport, I mean, I'm not a cricket fan, but when I, I've been to one cricket match. But when I hear cricket, when I watch cricket highlights, mm. tell, when I say highlights, news what comes on and it shows you, you'll hear a crack. So when that cricket hits that ball right, you, you hear the ball, ball go, and I know it's a corky ball, that's, yeah. right? Listen to tennis. When the spot, it, isn't it? Yeah. It's in the in the right spot. Mm. Boom. You golf. Again, I really I, I like golf, but I don't watch it. Yeah. But when it shows your highlights on to sports news, you wear that ball and it pings like I don't you know. And that's all it is. It's it's not all it is. It's perfect. It's having that skill to be able to do that and. Wendy has got that. He's completely got that because he's not a big lad. No, he's he, he, five foot seven, football eleven, and the way he celebrated, he jumped even higher when he scored than when he scored the goal. <laughs> I don't know how they can. I don't know how they can do the backspins and all that. These people do backspins and everything. Do you? Oh, fantastic! But going back to it in the sweet spot, you're absolutely spot on too. See, because Malcolm McDonald was watching um, an interview with Gary Player. He, he, he was telling me the once, and Player got this uh, club out of his bag, and he says, "You know what? I've only ever hit." One ball perfect with with this club, and Malcolm said, "You know, I looked at that and I thought he's absolutely right." And Malcolm said, "I've only ever hit one perfect goal, and that was Leicester away when he played for Newcastle United." He said, "Everything I hit the ball and it was perfect. I hit that sweet spot and it sailed into the back of the net, and and that's." what sport is about sometimes you can hit it and it goes in yeah but sometimes when you hit that sweet spot ronnie radford done it didn't he famously yep. for Hereford united i'll, tell you, I'll yeah. tell you this now i mean I, you do it ball quite well players in yeah. general yeah. left foot seem to hit it more more uh more times right than yeah than right footers right mm. uh i hit the goal at bramble lane and I know when I eat it, I hear the ping of the ball go. Mm. And I knew it was going in. I come out out of out of dressing room at Goodison Park at um, Belfield training ground. And the ball, as I'm walking across the pitch, the ball just come and I I eat it and it's towards goal. Mm. I just, the ball came and I just I was walking, but I just pinged it. 
and there were uh, Howard, uh, Mickey, and uh, Colin Harvey. And as I ate it, I caught it perfect, and it went like a like a well, not like a rocket, but it, it yeah. went that. Yeah. And you could hear the you could hear the ping of the ball. Yeah. And the gaffer said to me, "How perfect did you hit that?" Mm. And, and when you do hit it like that, I understand what they're saying. Yeah. But in general, you do hit balls well. But when you hit it right, and you get—I mean, Beckham when he was hitting free kicks and and everything in his prime when he was doing it in his prime, and like Ronaldo when they were doing it in the prime, the free kicks—you mm. could see you could see the movement and the ping of it. I mean, they have missed more than the score. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But by when they get it right, or when you hit that ball right, it moves like I don't know what, and and you can tell when you when you've really caught it well. Absolutely, Josh. Josh Sargent, his improvised strike, shall we say, for Norwich City against Watford away. That ultimately led to Ranieri getting the tin tack. But Tom, I mean, what a goal! I told uh, Tom, I was we were driving somewhere. Saturday. Yeah. When was that game? Saturday night. Was Sunday night? Saturday night. It Friday was night. Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Friday night. <coughs> Friday night. Mm. Friday night. I was, we were driving somewhere. I said to Tom, "Norwich will beat these, mm. and he'll get the sack, uh, Ranieri." I mean, it's not him. I, I, it's not his fault as such, even though it is because he's in charge. And whatever yeah. you say, you've got. Has been his job. Is it long enough? No, nowhere near long enough. Mm. Right. Uh, but you've got. You've got to see some improvement. Well, you know, even if you get beat, you're seeing some improvement. But they're not, they're not, they're not doing that. But Watford are not Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea spend vast amount of money, so whoever comes in will win a trophy. Watford, choose whoever comes in. You know, they're not, uh, they're not going to keep winning games because they haven't got the structure or the the backing to or infrastructure to to. to to keep sacking managers and paying them out, yeah. right? So for me, whoever comes in there, right, can, cannot su- succeed. The only way Guardiola, you'd see an improvement with Guardiola, but they won't win trophies because yeah. you've got to, to win major trophies. You have got to have the elite players, and that's the, the whoever it is there. Roy Hodgson, multi-millionaire, an intelligent man. If I would say probably one of the most intelligent men in football, he speaks five languages. Yep. Right? Well, what's he gone to Watford for? He probably he can't leave the job alone. He's been offered it, and I think he's taken it. In fact, I've heard Roy yeah, signed but, a contract for two seasons well, winter and me, spring. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something. I don't get it. Even if you really like football, and I've seen players. You know, just disintegrate because they've lost that having that. Uh, what is it? Uh, not being involved in football and just completely, yeah, yeah. completely yeah. just yeah, just lost the mojo, the way Yeah, he's got, he's he's an intellectual man. He knows. Mm. He knows he he can't succeed there. He, what is what is what he will do? He'll say, right, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I get that, but they those owners have always interfering. Yeah, and if you lose two or three games, yeah. choose what what. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I mean, Roy Hodgson has said to them, I either come in and do it my way, or I'm not coming. And they'll say, yeah. But they'll just go back on the word, right? They'll go back on the word. If he loses three games or two games on trot, yep. whatever it is, you're on the far of what? They thing, will yeah. say, Why are you picking him? Why are you doing this? That's why I keep telling you, play people, you've got to get elite managers for the for the top clubs, and then you rest, you rest. You've got to, uh, your Everton's now have got to get a manager in what's got allowed to build to get back into top four so they can start buying their better players. And then the the bottom six or seven clubs, you know, you're always going to be chopping change managers because you're always going to be losing games. Absolutely. You're going to lose more often than not. Absolutely. It's an absolute crazy situation. It's almost like a circus. And it's I been think, really bad this there's weekend. Th- there's fans' behaviour as well, TC. But there's two things. There's two things got to uh, to, to happen in, in that. You, you've got to give people, the fans have got to stop thinking, oh, my club. Everybody wants to be successful, but they can't. No, no, that's a problem. But fans don't see it that way. Sadly, you know, they don't. That. I know. I know. It's crazy, and it, it? it it's mad. But then, then the club goes spend the money, and yeah, then look at what's happening in that Derby County. Absolutely, I know. It's and a vicious circle. It's crazy. If Chevy Wednesday don't go this and he doesn't sell it, they're yeah. in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. You know. It's all bonkers. I mean, what does a fan really expect? I mean, we've we've seen uh, protests uh, at Everton and Birmingham, and I think two two very different protests. Yeah, but protests but the same. I mean, what's it? Um, I don't know what's happened at Birmingham, but the the, the Everton one. It's been five hundred million. It's five hundred million pounds in. Is it? And they're wanting to go. <laughs> exactly, and that's the thing. But oh, what by I, the way, yeah? it's put half a billion pounds in. I know it's crackers, and I'm not a. I'm no against the man whatsoever. Yeah. I just don't like Rafael Benitez the way of playing football. Same only opinion. I'm not saying I'm right and yeah. I'm not saying I'm wrong. But he's appointed. Carlos Ancelotti what's won European Cup and yeah. leagues. Benitez won leagues in uh, in different in well in, in Spain anyway mm. and won major trophies. And they still haven't got it right. No, no, it's crazy. But again, it's all about you know good recruitment. And, and yeah. at Everton's, it the hasn't been, and the be same shocking. same as at the Birmingham City. So our budget is a lot smaller than than Everton, but the fans are really unhappy at Birmingham City. There's an ownership situation <laughs> scenario. Um, Paul Schwein owns seventy 
I think it's 74, 76%. And then there's other shareholders at Birmingham City. I don't know what, the, what the, why the fans want to know who actually owns the football club. We know who the majority shareholder is and we know what's going on at Everton. When things go badly on the pitch, people, fans look at what's going on off the pitch. And I think that when you look at Birmingham and Everton, two peas in a similar pod, both recruitment, management and players over the last few years just hasn't been good enough. It's, it's been not, not not good enough. It's been shocking when you spent half yeah. a billion pounds. Absolutely, yeah. You know, Birmingham's a different scenario. But again, it's but all relative, have, isn't it? He's appointed two elite managers. Yeah. Or so-called elite managers. Mm-hmm. Whether you like them or not, yeah. and I'm not a massive Benitez fan because obviously the way we play is football, it's more negative for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. You know, and it's not him as a person. It's it's just I don't I don't like that way of playing football. Yeah. You know. So when you look at it, why the fans having to go at him when he spent half a billion pounds? I don't agree with that. But mm. I, what did I say when 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 he appointed him? Yeah. I wrote it on my Facebook. I know. You know people, I know I've been into manage, I've been into management because mm. they don't like me telling the truth. Yeah. And I would you think that I would let anybody interfere me picking team? Hundred percent, no. This you didn't know more than one hundred percent. I was going to say two thousand because I always pull people when they say hundred and ten percent. One hundred percent, no. Mm. And I played attacking football with uh, good defenders. What could defend? Because you'll never win nothing without good defenders. You'll never win anything without a good goalkeeper or a great goalkeeper and a good defensive. It's all about building a team, isn't it? So you see yes. a goalkeeper yeah. that can play in goal, defenders that can actually defend, midfield players that can actually serve the strikers and strikers that can actually score goals. And yep. when you've got all that or together, you've got a team. Absolutely. Yeah, you've, you know, you've got a team. But uh, Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com, TC. Uh, lovely little book that I noticed that, um, that Andy has been promoting this week. He promotes fantastic books every week of the year, 365 days, even Christmas. Day, uh, all the w's.myfootballbooks.com, and look at some of the wonderful books that he's got on his website as well. Towering Tales, a ripping yarn by uh, Stephen Penny, all about Yorkshire, the grassroots of Yorkshire football. So that'll be a good read for you, TC. Yes, I'll have to, I'll have, to have a look at that once I get settled in and, and, and get that book. Because, like you say, you know, I mean, I like all football. Not only here, I like it abroad. But yeah. you know, the grassroots of Yorkshire football. I'd like to see to to, to see what to, his thoughts are on it. Absolutely. And uh, another book that that I'd sourced uh, this week: "Destroying Angel," Steve Bloomer, England's finest football hero by Peter Seddon. A little bit later in the podcast, I've put Steve in the time vault, but what a forward, what a player he was, and uh, what a what a fantastic um, player for Derby County in particular, Steve Bloomer. What year was that then? Uh, Steve played for Derby. We're going to be talking about him in that time vault, but uh, he went there in 1891. So it was a long time ago, TC. Yeah. It was, you know, for a lot of the youngsters, they believe that football started in 1992. But I can confirm that he joined Derby County in 1891, 101 years before the Premier League started. But football is all relevant. It's all relative. And because, these players well, should still be remembered for what they did all those years ago. 
without any question, without you know, you could always keep history going about, especially at your at your club anyway, for yeah. your own fans. Absolutely. But in general, in general, for 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 other fans, I think, oh yeah, yeah, or or my dad, I remember my dad, maybe not about him because you need your granddad and your granddad to to remember it uh, in plain. But when you mentioned Derby County. The first thing what came into me had where they were when Clough took over in the second division and the stadium was a right rundown stadium. And to what for it to go and achieve what it did, it was an inc- was incredible. Like so, uh, I mean, I do like to see. I mean, I, I'm like you because I like to see football play right for me and what's right and what's wrong. I'm on about for me, for my in my opinion, what I think is right. <clears throat> and if it's Little Hartlepool or Little Exeter. And they play some good football. I'm not one there to criticise them. Like people who are, I hate Man United or I hate Leeds United. I hate Sheffield Wednesday. I hate Sheffield United. You know, at the end of the day, I like if a, if a team plays well. If if I see Sheffield United play well, first thing I'll say is, well played. Absolutely, they played really well. I mean, they. I went to watch them a couple of years ago when Brooks were playing for them, right, and right. that young lad absolutely destroyed us. We were, we were two 0 down. We got back to two apiece, and they went and beat us four two, and he was absolutely outstanding that uh, that day. Uh, what, what, what Brooks and I went United were the better team. Yeah, absolutely. You I know. remember watching that game, and and I looked at him, and I thought, what a player he looks. I'm going to watch him again whenever he plays. And just as we're talking about that, I've noticed a few people on our Facebook group, the current view, uh, some awful comments and derogatory comments about other supporters and other football clubs. Well, they've got to, Gabby. Yeah, it, it, it stop giving them warning because they know. Yeah, they know, and you don't need them because at the end of the no, day, you don't. it's like if a referee sends if a referee sends Gabby off for a re- yeah. vicious tackle, if he does it again, another referee does not stop it. Does not stop it? Absolutely, too. So I'll put a few do reminders. Need, do no, we, we need? Do, I know, but do we need it? No. no. We don't, and they and will if we've be only got one, If we only have one person on there, yeah. at the end of the day, more people will come if you're doing the right thing than the wrong thing. Absolutely. I have put a few reminders on. Please show a little bit of respect, guys. You know, this is it's a group for all football fans of all clubs, and I don't want to see any uh, abusive no behaviour on there. No, you will no be blocked. Absolutely, yeah. too. So. And finally, the greatest comeback from genocide uh, to football glory, the story of Bella Gutman, who uh, on this day, Thursday the 27th of January 1899, Bella Gutman was born. A remarkable work, uh, a history book alone. It carries the reader through a hideous chunk of 20th century in the most depth and compelling way, while as a biography of a great football coach in both original and definitive. That's Patrick Barclay. Uh, Oliver Holt, uh, a fantastic, fascinating, brilliantly told biography. And Bella Gutman was uh, a Holocaust survivor, having narrowly dodged death by hiding for months in an attic near Budapest as thousands of fellow Jews in the neighbourhood were dragged off to be murdered. Gutman later escaped from a slave labour camp. His father, sister and wider family were murdered by the Nazis. But by 1961, as coach of Benfica,
Croatia. It lifted football's greatest prize, the European Cup, a feat he repeated the following year, rising from death pits of Europe to become its champion in just over 16 years. Gutman performed the single greatest comeback in football history. What a story. The great Bella mm. Gutman. So another one uh, by David Bolshover. So uh, another fantastic book in my library that I haven't read TC, but I am one of these days going to get round to reading it. Uh, until 1912, a goalkeeper was allowed to use his hands anywhere on the field of play. I know you were telling me that. I didn't really, I didn't really uh, know that. But um, I, I find it incredible when you, when you, for a goalkeeper to be able to come out and catch the ball outside the penalty box or pick a ball up from outside the penalty box. And, and anywhere you on know. the pitch, he could use his yeah. hands. I know. I'm just saying, but incredible. What, isn't I'm, it? What, I'm, what I'm thinking about is in my head at the moment in time, a goalkeeper just coming out of his air and catching it. And you're right. He could go up for a corner. He could go out, come and catch the ball, set it all up. <laughs> Absolutely, you know? yeah. Whoever invented those rules must have been a crackpot. <laughs> and also substitutes. We never had any substitutes back in the you olden know. days. And Jeff Fowden was the first well, substitute what, what, to score a league hat trick. There were there were sixty six, were there? No, 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 it wasn't. There were once there were one sub when I were playing. One substitute when I were playing. So absolutely, I'd, you'll find out for me, Gabby, when uh, when the subs uh, came into effect. Well, it was the uh, it was the late sixties, and Jeff Aden was the first substitute to score a league hat trick, doing so for Birmingham City against Huddersfield Town in a second division match in September nineteen sixty eight. So I think it was probably the sixty seven sixty eight yes. season or sixty six sixty seven season, but it was around about that. But uh, yeah, the great Jeff Aden who played for both Birmingham City and Aston Villa. It's um, got to be 67 68 because 66 yeah. would have ended the season anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It? And no, yeah, yeah. And there were no, there were no uh, substitutes mm. in the but what world. What I'm saying you know. is, whether it was the season that followed the World Cup or right. the season after, I'm yeah. not sure. But, um, but as I say, that was 68 and that was the September. So that would have been the 68, 69 Jeez. season. So Jeez, yeah. it was somewhere around that time. But next week, TC, that's my homework. I will find out when the first substitute arrived on a football pitch. Talking about players arriving, looks like Harley Dean's on his way to Hillsborough. Be a good signing for uh, for Sheffield Wednesday, that Harley Dean. Well... <laughs> It's it's not an easy league to get out of that. I mean, no, I went and played. I went and played at uh, Sheffield Wednesday, you know, and it, technically it looks it looks uh, a player which will give them a boost. But it's like all oh, else, good players can come in and set off running straight away. Mm-hmm. We're up and down like a yo-yo. We get the great result against Plymouth. Yeah. Go to Watford. Really should have won the game, but we finished up getting beat three two. Mm-hmm. You know, so we need something together us on a run and that run has to be a minimum of 10 games where we have to win majority of those 10 games for us to even to get into the top uh, six and, and be pushing for that uh, automatic second spot because other than that it's going to be a difficult time for Sheffield Wednesday and and I don't like saying this because mm. but I look at it realistically because if we don't go up we're in trouble. We could be we could be another Derby County unless he sells. We have somebody what comes in uh, with the with the money to save us because we don't even own this ground. 
Chancery owns that ground. And when I say Chancery owns it, he owns it through one of his companies. Yeah. And it's, that's going to be, mm. even if he sells it, I'm hoping whoever buys it, buys the ground, won't, you know, doesn't buy the club without buying the ground. Because once you start an owner buying the football ground and things start to go wrong, that's when you know you're in trouble. Mind you, at as least your club, ground's still standing. Well, how long for? Well, I mean, I've I've looked at the pictures of Birmingham City. I mean, a, a ground that was rebuilt in 1994 when David Sullivan and David Gold were in charge and built. To listen to the rest of this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media or just follow the links in the description. Thank you.